glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. Take care, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. But someone said in his article, said, if exaltation does not require immediate action, if it doesn't require anything from us, then it's just simply a good conversation. And so even in accountability, yes, there is exaltation, there is friendship, but there is requirement for action. The other word I want you to notice right there is to one another, one another. Exalt one another. It is not just one guy controlling the other. Tell me where you were last night. When you're done answering, ask him the same question. Where were you last night? It is one to one to another. And the other is every day. Now, every day does not mean occasionally. How do you do this every day? Daily? Accountability? How? How? Now, in looking at these, I'm sharing these things with you because it is something I've really begun to appreciate in the last one and a half, two years ago. We were in ministry for a very long time and uh, most people, even the ones you bring in your circles, the Jaffets, the Gonzagas, they are friends but they fear to hold me accountable. Because once in a while they look at me as their teacher, they're afraid. I can tell they're afraid. There are things they cannot ask me. Me, I can ask them, but they cannot return the same question because they're afraid. The other thing I also noticed on my side, why accountability was a bit harder, is uh, I had an accountability, more like a discipler, who is my boss? And it's one side. He's my boss, he's my teacher. And there are things you hold back because he's your boss. Your job is at risk. Okay, so be careful what you share. Your job is at risk. It may not be true, but part of you is telling you, man, be careful what you do. What. But about two years ago, I don't even think it's two years ago, it's a year. About a year and a half. I met a friend. He didn't live in the country, that's a plus. Then live on the continent, that is another plus. He's not a boss, another plus. The other thing I really appreciate about this is I cannot impress this guy. You know, you say, I did my quiet time. Oh, good, good. He's not impressed. He's not? He's not impressed. I did Bible study. No, he's not impressed. I cannot impress him. And so I asked him, we met for breakfast, and I asked him if he could hold me accountable in my ministry, my life, my family. And that's what I was asking. That conversation was very funny. That's what it was. The question was as, as easy as, would you like to be? It's like a proposal. That's why I'm saying it was a very funny conversation. I said, I want to be your friend. Would you like to be my friend? We are meeting for breakfast. And uh, a couple of months passed and he calls. And he says, well, I asked him, have you thought about what I asked? He said, yes. But hey, first instruction, piece of instruction. This is a two-way. I said, wow. And in that conversation, this guy mentioned something about his life that I was glad there was no one standing next to me. For them to have heard what he said. And with the same breath, I shared something that was going on in my life. And right there, the relationship began. 
about maybe i think it's about 40 days now ago you i'll tell you know how i know it's 40 days he sent me a list about things he wants to work on in his spiritual growth he said david these are things i want to work on and i asked him how do you i asked him how do you like me to help in this process he said i'd like you to keep me accountable to these things he wants to work on this for the next 90 days i think he's at day 40 now 45 and i said well go to my computer that same day he sent me a list to my email looked at the list you know what i did i created a google form and i sent it to him via his phone i told him i have something for you here now every day all you have to do is take 30 seconds it takes 30 seconds to fill in that form he said that yes or no i did this yes no yes no yes no 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 yes and click submit immediately he does that i get the response on my phone Ding! every day he does that he has done that and i looked at his results every day every day he shared that with his wife said this is what we are doing with david and his wife said hey you guys are taking this thing to another level and then he said to himself i wonder if david is reading my results so he answered the opposite of every question the opposite and I looked through one day, I think it was a Friday, and I'm like, what has happened to my friend? He's fallen apart. And Grace had warned me, he had said, this thing can lead to pride when you look at the results and you're doing well. I said, now he has fallen apart. So I tried to call him and he wasn't picking. I kept calling, Saturday I kept calling, Sunday I called and he picked. He was in a Bible study class. He said, David, I'm in a Bible study class, can I call you after? That was even worse. I'm thinking, how is he teaching in a Bible study in this state? He's done everything wrong. And he calls back on money and says, David, he's laughing out loud. He's saying, all I was saying is to see if you're actually reading through. And he sent a very personal text. One of the things he said was, I appreciate the fact that, that there's a friend who can check on another on a daily basis. But what happens is, every day, it is possible. Every day. Sometimes we say technology has made Christianity worse. I think it's making it better. One of the things I did, eventually, I developed my own form and I sent him the what? The link. I said, would you please check? May I have my own questions I want to work on? Not his, my own, that I want to work on on a daily basis. And that's accountability. He does that. My last one is how you can pray for me today. The very last one. Very last question. I'll type that in on how to pray. I'm sharing these things with you because, number one, they're hard. But number two, I believe they grow us as Christians. The fellowship of one another in accountability. Exhort one another every day, as long as it's called when? Today. The third thing there, one was the need for a hardened heart. The other one was the relationship and what it takes. And lastly, the hardest part here is the surgery. The surgery. I want to fast forward a little bit to chapter 4, Hebrews. Just go a bit, a couple of verses to chapter 4. Talking about rest with the same analogy in verse 11, what does it say? Say, let us therefore strive to enter that race so that no one may fall by the same sort of what? Disobedience. It's likening it to that particular disobedience in the Old Testament. Let us, let us work at these things. So that none of us may fall. Now look at verse 12. Very known verse. It says, why? For the word of God is, is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of what? Of the heart. Biblical accountability is like surgery. With God's word, it will divide. Number one, it's living, it's active, it will never be boring. Trust me. The accountability process based on God's word will never be. Some of you may say, all we are going to be talking about is God's word. It is alive. It is living. It is active. 
The other thing about it, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Sword. Two-edged sword. Piercing to the division of soul and spirit. Because when you discuss God's word, in your life, issues will come up. And I think that is what we are afraid of. I think that is where our fear is. That things will do what? Will come up. But the beauty is they're coming up in a controlled environment. It's a controlled environment. When a surgeon is cutting you up, it's a controlled environment. When your heart stops, there's a machine to help you in the process to pump the blood for you. When you stop breathing, there's a machine to help you do what? That's how surgery works. It's a controlled environment. It is active, sharper than any double sword, piercing to the division of soul and the spirit of just and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of that. Can we put our intentions out there to be discerned by God's word with another person? Verse 13, you can hide, but you can't hide forever. Why? And no creature is hidden from his, from his sight, but all are what? Naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give what? Allah. Let someone else do it before God does it. Because one day, we'll have to give an account. Daily account. For everything we've done on earth, whether here, whether good or what. Let someone else do it first. Let God's word do it first for you. We must, not we should, we may. We must give what? Account. But to him we are naked. You can keep it, store it away, put makeup over it. To him we are naked. No creature is hidden, exposed to his eyes, of him whom we must give account. Using this same analogy of a surgery, just like a surgeon or a dentist, the accountability partner will be able to see and diagnose things we cannot see ourselves. You can brush your teeth every day when that toothache comes. You can't use a toothpick to remove it. Using this analogy, there are several reasons you may reject the accountability. Number one, it leaves us exposed. The other thing about surgery is we don't know if we shall survive. So I'm comfortable with the way I'm living because I'm living. If I go for surgery, I'm not sure I'll do what? I will survive. The other thing we fear is it is expensive. It is expensive. So is accountability because you have to create time to do this. It is expensive. So we don't want it. We want the healing that comes with it but we're not willing to do the hard work. The other, just like a toothache and surgery, sometimes we hope the problem will do what? Will go away. We hope the problem will go away, but it's getting worse, just getting worse. Now, herbs may heal flu and cough, eh? but a surgery situation requires what? Requires surgery. Let me end with this verse, Proverbs 15. 31, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instructions, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Verse 12, take care brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another day, every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of of sin. Let's take that advice. Let's take that advice to heart and take steps and action towards what we must do. Sawa sawa. Thank you so much for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Kindly share with friends and remind them to subscribe. Hope to see you next week. Bye bye.